Everything I spit rare, we sounded that great area podcast. They talk about hip hop all the way in the UK, so they gon' get props. Ooh, let me catch it, let me catch it once again. Every time I'm spitting. Yeah, I think like this is probably the only time we've ever maybe had to like speak to an artist because we're gonna get to it. But Wale likes to respond to things, right? So I think it's it's best we probably make it clear that this isn't a diss. This is this series isn't implying that Wale or, or any of the artists that we talk about are falling off or rubbish or anything like that. It's just we're talking about artists that we respect, but perhaps their career hasn't gone in the direction that we thought it would have had, uh, would have went, um, particularly when they came out. So, I just, yeah, I just wanted to make that clear in case Wale comes across this at some point and we, you know, get some crazy, like, phone calls. Trust or, the distance. Hey, listen, yeah. just, I, I listened to them phone calls, yeah. <laughs> that phone call you had when he didn't make that list in 2013 was aggressive. <laughs> so aggressive. But, hey, so, listen. Wale, we respect you. I think we'll get into how Wale is and what, what he's about in this. We're going to talk about mental health tonight. Oh, Let's wait. be real. Okay, we're going to talk about mental health. Wait, we're going deep. But realistically, yeah, well, I, go on. It's a good on. point. That's a good point to make, though. I feel like just to preface it, there, there's something we pr- probably should all bear in mind that, that perhaps there are some... Uh, we should be, I guess, um, sensitive to the fact that perhaps Wale and some of the, these other artists that have these outbursts and whatnot are struggling with things like anxiety possibly uh, not saying this is Wale at all but possibly things like bipolar and stuff like that uh, that was so, a shot at Kanye and yeah. I won't take no shots at Kanye I just recently listened to his whole Sway interview and he did a freestyle that I didn't even remember the freestyle was kind of funny <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what a tangent um, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, no Kanye slander will be had <laughs> ever <laughs> um, yeah I'm not, I'm not saying moving, anything about moving, that. Moving, moving forward. Yeah, sure. You sure. Not He's that one down. Yeah. No, moving um, on. Back to Wale. <laughs> Thanks for the memories. Um, Wale, when, when was the first time we all heard him? What was what were our introductions? Do we Chilling. remember? Really? Oh, no. Really? <laughs> that late? Kieran, you oh, really but sure? You guys were all early. I thought you were listening around the same no, time no, no. we all listening to J. Cole. Well, me and you were listening to J. Cole because the mixtapes were coming out the same time. That was that time. Was it? No, Chilling's late. Uh, Chilling's you know what, late. though, Kieran, I'm with you though because the, the, like Chilling was what 2009. I'm feeling offended. What is this response like? No, no, I'm with, like that's no, not no. a normal thing to say. No, that no, that no, is no. when everybody else became introduced to Wale, and I thought you was with me on the mixtapes and stuff. I thought you was I there. Think, Sam, do you know what? I actually remember. I think you were trying to push those mixtapes on me. And I don't know if I was feeling it at oh, the time. Man. I'm not sure. Yeah, probably. Sure. They they were hard to get like people I to listen that. to because yeah. the mixtape about nothing. Boy, yeah, that was really, a serious yeah. project. It's a they're but, weird though. Do you know like they're not mm. they're not conventional mixtapes at all. And I, skits, I think we'll talk about it more. The skits are rife on there. But okay, so yours was chilling. What about you, Theo? Yeah. Mine was probably chilling too. But like on a like I heard the song because it was quite a big single over here, right? Mm. And it was maybe like two years before I was like properly deep into hip hop and that. I'd say the first time I. Heard can't uh, oh my goodness, Sam like, infiltrated my mind. <laughs> Woo! Oh no! Um, Did it again. The, fir- the first time I like <laughs> properly <laughs> um, took in you know Wale's music was it was features. So like Cuddy's mixtape, uh, Friday Night Lights, the feature on there. Um, Maybe I think he had one on the you know he did have a uh, one on the uh, Roots album. Yeah, he had one on the Roots. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I didn't really check any of his projects until maybe like 2011 times. It's not a bad time honest. to come in though. No, it wasn't bad. I mean, I remember the, the track Ambition was out at the time, which is still, I, I think, is a song that's held up pretty well. Um, but yeah, I was, like I said, because I got into, like as I've said many times, I got into hip hop sort of around 2010, 2011 times. I was a bit late to the party with Wale. Hmm. Yeah. I was listening to the mixtape about nothing and loving it. Like, yeah, like, this exactly. is so amazing. It had, it had features from, you know, big people told, like Pusha T and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I was, I was yeah, locked yeah. in. I was I locked in from then. Yeah, I'll tell you my introduction. It was the, it's the freestyle album, the mixtape about nothing because it was when I was listening to, you know, Rock Boys, but um, Jay-Z and I, obviously I love that song. Mm-hmm. But then when I heard that Wale did his own sort of freestyle on that, that's when I was introduced. I was like, whoa, who's this? And I said, oh, God, that's when I was first truly intro- introduced into him and then obviously he's got his debut album but then it was more about nothing because I love that mixtape as well that mixtape's amazing so not, not as good not as, not as good like, as the first um, the mixtape about nothing but yeah 
So what were you listening? Were both of you listening to this mixtape around the time it came out? So like 2008 or? Yeah, 2008, 2009 mm. time. Yeah. Wow, okay. That, yeah. yeah, I was deep okay. on the mixtapes yeah. then. Yeah. That piff was, every every day I was on that piff downloading yeah. like whatever was trending That's and fun. it must have been because, trending them times. That's cool. Like, like I said, because of what, obviously I was really into that Jay-Z song and then heard that while they did that. That's when I got introduced to that mixtape. And then obviously I followed his other mixtape, more about uh, more about nothing. And I was just banging that out. Because that was, for me, that was when I was in, what, year, what was it now? Year 12, 13, going into uni time. And then, yeah, it was all over Wale at that point. Yeah, okay, and, yeah. And I, he, if you're de- if you were deep into like J Cole and Kendrick back then, Wale was right next to them. Yeah, in, in exactly. the videos, everything yeah. like he was there. He yeah. was on tour with them. So I kept seeing him. And I was like, I, I should listen to more Wale, but there wasn't more to be had until his album come out. It wasn't mm. like J Cole and Kendrick where he had a whole bunch of mixtapes for me to kind of delve into. It was like he just had that that one at a time. So it was all all you kind of had to kind of cling on to was that. Well, yeah, he had some. Um... I was looking back and he had, he was big locally, wasn't he? Like sort of 2005, 2006 times. And then I think he got quite a bit of attention over in the States a bit later on um, through like his affiliation with Mark Ronson and that. Um, I don't remember that music ever really coming across my radar during those times, but it seems like the mixtape about nothing was the break was like the, the sort of worldwide break to like hip hop fans. You get what I mean? Mm. Um, but like, so you, so you, I think we all agree then that like the mixtape about nothing is a highlight in this period. But what, how do we feel about his music in general over over this period of time? So we're talking like the, the come up, the mixtapes, and then Can the I first couple, about couple of albums. Because okay. I was reading online, like people were saying like it's go go music or something. What is that? It's like I've never heard that term in, in my it's, life. It's that music that's big in DC that people play in mm. the clubs. But go go, this isn't go go music. It might be go go influence. It's chilling go go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I don't understand that. Go go music know is like, about it's it. like yeah. dancey club. I could play you some, but it's like it's mm. proper like dancey club music from that area. Gold Link's like go-go influence yeah. as well. Is it, right? is it like from, from that area? What? So DC produ- produce that type of music? Then? Yeah, yeah. Go go is like um, the. Yeah, it's like the- here he is, DJ B1. What I did rap over stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I can I can hear the influence. But it's actually. like it's like music that you could dance to, but it's not like dance music per se. It's like it's kind of solely kind of funky, but it gets mm, a bit more instrumentation stuff. Yeah, it's jazzy mm. as well. Yeah, mm. so I think there is elements of that in in Wale's music, but realistically, yeah, he's yeah, just sure. he's just taking what he's he's grew up on and, and put it in his music. So he's just doing hip hop though. I don't I don't know why they're trying to like label it as something else. It's it's just straight up hip hop. It's like, like if you come from background. London now, they say you're doing drill music. It doesn't matter what kind of what kind of thing yeah. it sounds like. That very drill influenced. <laughs> But thinking back though, like going like going over all of his music in preparation for this, um, I tried to put my head in that mind state of like the, like the climate at the time and that. But Wale was pretty important, sort of just sort of on the cusp of when he released his debut album. Like the the mixtape about nothing was kind of groundbreaking mm-hmm. in a sense that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't. So when I think of the history of mixtapes, it felt like the '90s was the demo. The 2000s was the mixtape where you you rapped over a lot of other people's beats, you know, like 50 mm. G Unit and Lil Wayne and Clips and that. And then it felt like around this period, the sort of late 2000s, definitely into the 2010s, mixtapes became free albums. Mm-hmm. And then it all changed again, kind of after Drake did, if you're reading this, it's too late, where you had the commercial mixtapes. But um, I don't remember anyone releasing a mixtape quite like the mixtape about nothing prior to Wale in terms of the concepts and how sort how it was structured and do you know what I mean? Like, no, it was I, ahead I of its really... time. Yeah, it yeah. For me it was. Um, and then he was influential in a fashion sense at the time. I think he was a big, as they call it out there, sneakerhead. And he had a shoe him, with Nike. Drake and Cuddy were on the cover of GQ at one point. Like that, that was the three guys. It was Drake, Cuddy, Wale. It's mad to think that. But he, he had everything yeah. that every rapper gets excited about nowadays hit mixtape, a shoe deal with Nike, you know, covers and stuff. But this was before he'd even really done anything. And what I didn't find out until we started like preparing for this episode, I didn't know he was signed to Rock Nation like that. I thought he was always on MMG. Yeah, that shocked me. That shocked me. 
Theo waking a baby. Theo waking a baby. Listeners, Theo has been recording this podcast the last month or so with a baby on his lap, which is absolutely baller. If you like that, get in the Discord. You won't get any pictures of the baby, but that's it. I don't know. Was Rock Nation um, a management deal or was that an actual like music release, an album type deal? Do you get what I mean? I have no clue. Yeah. That's why I kept seeing him with J. Coles because I found out they were signed together. I thought they were just mates. But they, I think it was management, together. you know. We would have known if it was more than that. Because I know it was it was um, Interscope for the first album. Mm. And from what I've what I've gathered is that Chillin did not do well at all. And the label kind this of... This is panicked. what baffled me. It did well for me. Like, I was, I was banging <laughs> that tune now. That like, was playing everywhere. It was on the radio. I didn't know that that wasn't a hit. Because for me, it was. I was so confused when I read this history. Today. I remember it being big over here, but apparently it didn't do too well out there. Okay. So the label decided to press less albums. And I think he sold something like under 30,000 in the first week. Um, Which back then is to... like failure numbers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And this is like sort of almost like the, the dark period of music, you know, like record sales and that where... You sort of it's that in between period of LimeWire and you know streaming like Spotify and stuff like that, so it was already a struggle to sell. But I think from what I hear, the label were like messing about with that single, chilling, uh, then panicked and then and then dropped him. So, but sorry, back to the original question was like with, with all this in mind. So we're talking the, the first album, the second album as well. Like how how did we feel about? Wale's music at this period? Did was, we? I thought he was, was making good music. Yeah, I didn't great. think he had like a good debut though like you'd expect like mm. a great rapper to have like Nas Illmatic Kendrick like let's say good kid or section 80 do you know mm. what I mean he didn't really have and not even like Coles like I wouldn't say Coles is like that great a first album sideline story but it's mm. it's good isn't it like he's got his foot in the game with that while they didn't have that no, he had like I- Beautiful Bliss on his album where Cole outwraps him. Oh, that was yeah. disgusting. See, no, see, that's what I mean. I, I, completely, deep, like... I completely agree with you. That's the thing. I loved Wale's music at this uh, in this period, but that debut just let him down massively. It just was not a good debut whatsoever. I mean... I think there was ideas in it, though, like shapes. Yeah, the songs yeah, and... yeah. There was good... Yeah, there was good... It just, I just wish it was a better debut because then it mm. would have just, like, um, spring... Well, it would have catapulted him even further. Well, actually, we don't know. That's all in hindsight. But I just felt that he was let down by his debut. I don't, I don't know I think, what went wrong with his debut. I don't know if this was... Because this was that prime period when realistically labels could tell you what to do if you was a new artist mm. and kind of say like, oh, mm. make a song like this, make a song like that. And I think this is one of those examples where somebody had done something pretty cool, pretty unique for the mixtape. And they're like, that's not going to work for the mainstream. You need a Lady mm. Gaga song. You need to do mm. this. You need to get that mm. rapper who's your friend, J. Cole, mm-hmm. get him on. And when you look at that album, it's a mess. And then you look at his other projects after that, and it's, it's there's less of this kind of messiness going on, less of this kind of like lack of direction. And he never came into the game with a lack of direction. Because yeah. one, one thing I'd say about some of the, the artists that we mentioned of that time, like whether it's Cuddy, Drake, Cole, you know, of course, some of these some of these projects that they released, these early projects, they're not without flaw. They're not their best work and everything like that, but they all had distinct voices and styles. Mm-hmm. And Wale, I felt, had that with the the mixtape period, especially again, especially the mixtape about nothing. Mm. But on this debut album, it was like something was lost there. And it, I, I agree with you, Sam. It was like too much label involvement, meddling even. Oh. It's like, oh, no, no, put this artist on here or no, no, change this beat. It just felt like he was being controlled too much by the label. Um, and then and then we get ambition. Two years later, he signs with MMG, and um, I don't I don't know how you all feel about that one. But listening back to that one, no, it felt like that one felt like it was trying to uh, sound too much like some other artist of that period. If that makes yeah. sense, like a lot, especially the production. It's style. not unique. It to, was it was no, I hear that. It's, it felt like Rick Ross. It felt yeah, like Rick Ross could have been on yeah. all these beats, apart 100%. from the apart from the ones where he really does get into his own light and does his poetry stuff, like sabotage and white Lynch, legendary's but... hard. I like legendary. Yeah, but I don't know. And there's just there's just some parts just like maybe he was just around Rick Ross all the time and he was hearing them type of beats. And he's like, this is what I want. Or maybe they had a producer for the label that they were always using. Mm. I don't know about that, but it's even the track Miami Nights. When I heard that Miami Nights track, I'm just like, uh, we're we're trying to sound like get mm. that um, Florida Miami sound. 
You're right there, Evie. <laughs> yeah, but try, yeah, trying to get that. You sounded way too much like that. It's almost like throughout the whole album, you could just put Rick Ross on it, and it'll be a Rick Ross album at, yeah. at, at times. Which is obviously while it while he does his thing, because I still like ambition. I think ambition's great, but it's, it's just yeah. you are you are right in saying that. Yeah, he his. It was going away from that sound. It did sound more towards like sort of. It still it felt was. like him though. And if you're looking yeah. at who's featured on this, all all of these rappers realistically have quote unquote fallen off. Mink Mill's not really doing anything. Big Sean's not really doing anything. Kid Cudi, you know, his kind of fame had been and gone by then. If if that makes any sense, like Kid Cudi had already kind of peaked and was you know releasing Man on yeah, the he Moon was doing and all his that. Other things. Yeah, so. I don't know again if this was now MMG going, oh, we'll sort you out. Don't worry. We'll get you the right sounding songs, get you saying the right things. And it's like, realistically, I don't know if Wale was feeling it apart from the two free songs, which I think are the hardest, which is like I said, sabotaging White Linen, where he really gets his whole poetry stuff going on. I, I, I don't think I, I don't like just quickly, because we're probably going to talk about it more later on about like the artists of his era and that. I, I actually think that Meek and Big Sean went on to have way more, prolific careers they did regardless of what i feel about how i feel about their music personally but i think that they definitely their peaks came at different stages and a lot later and and i would argue have had more successful careers especially in terms of numbers but that's not really that important to us especially but um the question i wanted to ask though was like when you think about the other artists signed to mmg like people like like we say like meek obviously ross heading it gunplay um it's bizarre. I always thought MMG doesn't make sense. No, because why is Wale actually on that group? I know he likes the hype tunes. He had that tune with Waka Flocka that yeah. got him fame. Yeah. And oh yeah, this is the thing. I think because he had that popularity from that track, he was like, hold on, people like me when I do like this kind of like gas music. Mm-hmm. And that's what MMG is, isn't it? Like, yeah, like Meat Mill stuff and Rick Ross like blowing money fast. It's just like loud Justice League type mm. sounds. Do you think? I, I, um, yeah. Do you think? Just say in in some alternative universe, good music didn't have Big Sean or Pusha T, and there was a space there. Do you think Wale would? Wale would have been perfect. Like that. Like good yeah. music, yeah. You think I really, so? I hear that. I, I think so. Have add a bit of soul to his music. Keep him conscious still. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because in, bet- in between ambition and and um, you know his next album, he did this this um, mixtape called The Theory. The eleven one eleven theory and that mixtape was funny and it was good. Like he was rapping, rapping on there. He had a song called Bait, which popped off. He had a song with Lloyd, Let's Chill. All these songs were big. And it's just like, why are they on the mixtape? And I think it's another one of those things where it's like, label intervention. Okay, I'm make a mixtape of the songs that didn't make it or the, the things I wanted to do. Agenda. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe the, the thing, I think the problem is and why he wouldn't have been good on good music is, Kanye running Wale's life would have never worked out because they're two volatile people. And I feel like mm. for the f- it seems like for the first Ain't project, truth. <laughs> for the first project, he seems to let whoever he's signed to kind of walk all over him and make decisions for him. And then he rebels with a mixtape. And, and do you know what I mean? It's like, it's weird kind of push mm. and pull. And that's, and that's where you get to places oh. where, where like, oh, I don't know if he, he got dropped from MMG or what happened, but like uh, he, he left. And realistically back then, MMG was like up there with Young Money, even though Drake was breaking away from Young Money. I, I don't know. Has he left? I don't, I don't, I what, he was, I think he's still in there. He's still I on MMG. Because the thing is, he's on. He's he's at peace with Rick Ross, who who is MMG. Like, it doesn't matter about any of the other artists. The boss. <laughs> yeah, I know he had problems. Like, we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a bit. I know he had issues with with Meek at one point, but I guess to to summarize this period, I think Wale clearly came into the game with uh, a, a, a unique voice, I guess, and was impactful and, and kind of groundbreaking. But yeah. clearly the debut was was uh, a bad look and hurt, like sort of, I guess, hurt his career initially. But he, he managed to, you know, he managed to kind of get back with, I guess MMG was a good move short term in the sense that he, he was relevant. You know, songs like Lotus Flower Bomb and, um, you know the self-made albums and stuff like that. Um, I guess my question was more implying like long term, did it did it really work out? But um, as we go into kind of the next part of his career, like Sam, I think you alluded to it with the gifted. I think you were maybe ref- were you referring to that album, the next one, um, yeah. which came out in 2013. So see this this is where I'm like I'm trying to think now personally. I'm now like 
you know deeply invested in in the in the culture and the music and that so I, I remember this album coming out but it felt like it was kind of overshadowed by the the incident that happened later in the year um where he you know he, he went off on one at complex for not including him in, in a list and it seemed like while was responding to people on social media all the time mm. and um i guess and you know years later we get false prophets and i feel like we're gonna we're gonna dig into that one a bit more but do we think we think wale is is more to blame for like the way his career kind of panned out at this point and and the way i the think public though is- i do want to cut him some slack because it's at this time where like social media is becoming a really big thing for rappers to engage with mm. and a lot of people did fall victim to like engaging with fans in a toxic way for it. Like I remember Lupe used to do it a lot. Lupe still does it now, but I feel like he does it in a different way. I remember back then, like loads of rappers used to just go on tangents with their fans, just trying to like defend their music or a specific mm. point. So I don't think, I, don't, I mean, it's, it's his choice whether he did that or not, but I don't know if we should blame him a hundred percent for like no, going down that yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah, I agree. I think that, um, I think, you know, we'll never know truly what goes on behind the scenes. And, you know, when we talk about these artists, I guess we're not just talking about a single person. They have teams behind them that, you know, they have people in their ears and it must be a a difficult thing to navigate being an artist, especially like, as you say, when social media is just kind of really popping off. But um, I have to admit, like, I like, I I don't know if you remember summer 2013, there were loads of albums. Like that was a, Mm. a, a strong year. And it kind of fell in between things like um, I remember there was the day where Jesus, uh, Born Sinner, and you know Max album watching movies dropped, mm. and and then like a month later you had Jay Z's Magna Carta, Holy Grail, and Doris was a bit big after albums. That. Yeah, to, yeah. To, that that year was just it was huge, man. There was yeah. way too many albums. I think Tyler Wolf, there yeah. was like yeah, so there was loads coming out um, of that kind of generation of artists too. Obviously not. Kanye and Jay Z there a bit before, but all, all the kind of big names at that time seemed to drop apart from like apart from Kendrick, and he got a bit lost in that. I think with me, I did like some of the singles. He did have that big then, song with Rihanna, though. Yeah, that was a big song. That song was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was. Isn't still this hold on? Isn't the album this also the one and all that? Is this the control year? Yes. Control year. Yeah, yeah, it's the control year. He gets shouted out mentioned in that track too. Yeah. So yeah, he's still relevant. But I felt like I said, I felt like. I, the way I felt about him was you don't need to be doing this. Like you don't need to be answering mm. to people. You don't need to be reacting in this way. Cause okay. You, you might not be making a, a good kid, mad city or, or a Jesus or something like that, but you, you should, you should have enough like confidence in, in what you've put out to date and the, the influence you've had particularly early on. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit jarring. Like, I just used to feel it, it kind of, I guess at the time it grated me a bit. Like it put me off while a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like it just mm. felt like he was always, rowing with someone and I don't know how did you lot feel I didn't really know what was going on with him at the time because realistically I was just so lost up lost in all the music that was out at the time mm. that realistically the gifted album didn't really hit me I just knew I was still hearing new Wale so I was hearing you know the Rihanna song I was hearing a few other songs like the Wiz Khalifa song because I was big on Wiz Khalifa at them times so I, I never really <laughs> knew what was going on do you know what I mean but realistically who really knew what was going on back then? I, I don't know if if Theo and Kieran did, but I no, I didn't. I didn't know. Like you, I, I was I was just into the music. I'm not even. Uh, the thing is, the gifted came to me later on because, like we said before, 2013, it was too many big albums. And when I don't get me wrong, I heard the singles and I enjoyed them, but did mm. I really like deep the album? No, there was too yeah, many yeah. big albums of that year and of that time. And then obviously, Control dropped as well, and you're just like lost with everything that's going on so i didn't really take much notice of how he responded to complex that came later on and then i was like oh Mm. but then i just saw it as like like how kieran said it was like the introduction of like social media and there was loads of people that were like i don't know just any little thing and then it would just be no you can't do this and just responding back to fans so i kind of just brushed it off really yeah i think maybe i'm getting my my timeline a bit muddled up because I'm de- I'm with you guys I think 2013 yeah I just like you feel I, I knew I knew of the singles I checked the album out but I never really invested in it because there was just so much other stuff that I was into um prob- I'm probably thinking more the years that followed where I think but I guess what I'm trying to say is I heard more about Wale's um incidents online and things like that than I did about his music 
and that starts to grate after a little while where you're mm. like and, and for me and it was always from a place for me it was like I, you know I, I've always respected him and, and rated him um and it was like why do you don't need to do this I'll be honest why though like that's not all his fault as well because it's the media's choice what they want to cover it cover right mm. and they know yeah. that articles about Wale going off on Twitter will get more views than them making articles about how he increased um how he released that incredible song love hate thing do you know yeah, what I, mean? I agree i was just yeah, like I today agree. i was like that that song bangs and i don't think no people spoke about it that much like in mm. those days i think and I the think media he definitely, twisted, didn't it? yeah i was gonna say i think he rubbed a lot of the media up the wrong way before we actually heard that you know that rant he had because realistically mm. the the kind of media attention he was getting in the media spotlight like, you know looking back it's like he definitely rubbed some people up the wrong way behind closed doors because there's no reason for this. There's no real rhyme or reason why they should be hating on him or why he's just mm. like non-existent in some places where he should be existing. He revealed that um, immediately after he got calls from Q-Tip and Jay-Z and I think Jay-Z said to him that like, you shouldn't have done that because now you've given, your ego has given like, credence to that list. If you didn't say anything, the list doesn't matter as much. Now that you've made such a big deal out of it, the list means more, and yeah. and I thought that was a good point. That was a good mm-hmm. point, and because who and really I cares agree. about that list? No, I'm now, like, yeah, complex no. best albums of the year. I, I, oh, I who cares, man? <laughs> I wouldn't say I've ever looked at a list like that for for any kind of you know opinion. But I guess I guess it's the, the idea of like for them. I must say for them. I mean for the rappers, they look at these magazines, they look at these kind of you know these these publications, and they go, oh. I saw my favorite rapper in there. I want to see myself in there because I think I'm one of the best. And, you know, that phone call that he made to Complex is absolutely wild because realistically, what did he think he was going to get out of that? And like, who's around him that let him do that? You know, it's Mm. one of those, like, to to say the name that cannot be said, the the Kanye thing, where it's like, how is he allowed to just go mad like this at somebody? Like, does he not have people around him that kind of care more about him and his career than to let him do that? But yeah, by all means, be mad and have your rants in private. But like, that's technically now public or, you know, to someone else. It, it does more damage than it does any good. Mm-hmm. How did that come out? Someone someone at Complex just leaked it. Is that what it was? Someone, they, they recorded it, was the it guy that, oh, that he was on the phone with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's one of those ones where if you call a journalist, just just know that your phone call is going to be recorded. Yeah, 100%. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like You're calling a journalist or a mm. journalistic like, publication. Yeah. They're going to want that. But they're, they're slimy in it, the media. And I feel like I feel like this is kind of in line with what you were saying, Kieran. If Wale's like popped off at a couple of people on on Twitter or like uh, say he's had a, a go at some publication behind the scenes, they're gonna like wind him up and mm-hmm. try and get that response again, right? And then it becomes the thing like if we say this or if we don't include this, uh, Wale's gonna react, and then it's a story. So, but yeah, I think it's time, not just him. These times he was firing at everybody. He's firing at his own friends mm. in in raps and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, there was the whole, I mean, by the time it got to the whole Wale and Meek thing, I was like, I mean, when you read it back now, you, it's just a mess. It's such a mess. Like, I don't know what was going on there, but um, something to do with someone not promoting the other one's album. But I feel like Meek at this point was like, this Way is like above around him. the time of the Drake beef and Meek was on drugs and mess. Meek was peaking though. Well, I was going to say, Meek, think Meek was up there. <laughs> Yeah. He said something funny. He was like, Wale is not MMG. And it's like, <laughs> that's kind of like what we were saying like 10 minutes ago. It, I, I, I didn't, I understood a bit of Meek's perspective. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, why is this guy on the label? Oh, it sounds horrible to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's harsh. I saw he tweeted oh. that. Because I remember, I remember seeing that on Twitter. It was a tweet. It was a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I was like, oh, that's. Meek has Twitter fingers too. I think I think Jay Z speaks about it, doesn't he? In, around this time, in one of the Magna Carta tracks, he talks about like Twitter fingers or something mm. like that. Yeah, <laughs> it says it says Wale just ain't gonna tweet a thing about my album. He's just been hating on me long time now. Don't even text me, Cornball. Everyone, everyone can see it. Nobody, oh, none of y'all dudes don't call me, text me nothing. It is what it is. My hands might lose control. That's how I'm rocking. I don't know what he. What, what the hell? Well, I don't know what that last. <laughs> Again, that like last this year. is. I think I feel like the same year the album about nothing dropped, and again at both at the time and listening back now, that's arguably his best album. A hundred percent, arguably. And it, again, he did it, the for me, it was like thing. all this, all this not other stuff going on in the background. Like you've just made it a pretty good body of work, and 
this is now overshadowing it again. I, this um, is the thing. I can't remember caring about when the album dropped just because, like, I, I feel like Wale disconnected with general hip-hop listeners. Does, does everyone agree with that? There's something about, like, how he just... It was like every time a Wale album dropped, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll check it out. But I don't know. That, for think... me, stopped in about 2016, but we'll get to that yeah. because... I, the album about nothing came and went, and I didn't even realise if that makes sense. Like I, I think well, I heard it, it, didn't, it didn't sit. It didn't sit with me as well. I don't know why it wasn't. I don't get me wrong. I, I didn't I think I know why. Enjoyed, uh, well, go, yeah, go on. Let's see, let's hear it. I think because a month before, if you're reading this, it's too late. Came out, and about two months after it. To Bimba Butterfly came out. Okay, yeah, oh, that's, again, the, oh, that's, a, that's definitely it's, it. He got that's so definitely. unlucky again. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> oh. yeah. Because at Poor that guy. time, <laughs> I was banging both those albums out. Yeah, no, that's probably why. Isn't that the Life God. of Pablo year as well? No, that no, was, it was a year after. after. Oh, so 2015 okay. was pretty stacked as well. 2016 is the stacked year, but 2015 was, you know, I'm, I think you had Vince's debut, you had, uh, oh God. Gone blank. There's a, there's quite a lot of albums in 2015, but yeah, to fall in between those two, it's a bit, a bit unlucky. I think it's a real shame. A little bit unlucky. Um, this is a theme that keeps recurring. Is is Wale unlucky or is he just crazy? Like that, that, I would ask the question early on into the discussion because because <laughs> I think it's a mix of the two. I think, I think he's a, a bit unlucky. The fact that I know this is skipping ahead, but the fact that like Falarin two dropped during the pandemic, like I, that, I mean, he could have held that album a bit longer. To be fair, maybe but he thought that obviously it's done. Let it just go out. Like it no, was no one's heard that album. I'm gonna be real. Like I, I feel like it's just us four. That yeah, I was gonna say it's just album. us four playing. It. I see there's five plays. Maybe the first fifth play was was Wale. So I think. Um, <laughs> I think uh, that that's too much, man. <laughs> I think to, to to try and cut Wale a bit of slack, I think that um, I think there's been a turbulent history with labels, and I think when you can't settle somewhere or you feel like you're not your your I guess your your music isn't being respected or you're not being given the creative freedom to do what you want and this and that, and you're constantly changing labels, you never really find that base to put together not just a, a solid body of work but like a catalogue of releases too. And I feel like that's not only had an impact on like the quality of the music or like the, uh, or whether it's the marketing and when it, when it's released. But, but quick side note, by the way, the, I remember the, or not remember, I, I was reading up about the way they marketed Ambition and the kind of utilised social media and that was a pretty cool thing to do. But anyway. Um, well, how did they do? Uh, you, just, you just told us some facts that we didn't know about. Like, how did they market yeah. it? Like, tell us. I can't, no, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they did some different things on social media at the time that were pretty again not i wouldn't i don't know if groundbreaking is the right way, right way of saying it but they they really use the platform in in order to to kind of get the most out of the i, I guess the guild build a buzz right um but it was early days for it basically okay. um you put me on the spot because now i'm like cool. blank <laughs> sorry it's just because you're like yeah they did something really cool with the, I'm, with I'm the market i was like well, what the fuck did they do i guess do? what i'm saying is is um i think the, the this turbulent history he's had with labels has had not only an impact on the music but perhaps his his confidence and his mental health and things like that as well do you know what i mean so that and that's why we get these outbursts and why we get the kind of the constant sort of referring to uh his his perception from the fans and the critics and things like that joe i want to so say okay. Cole, Cole talks about it on false prophets uh, yeah. i was, was going to say a friend the point he's got like at, the voice the point we're at right now yeah he's already had all his in my opinion all his best bangers come out and he hasn't had a single one since. Dice Pineapple's out. Lotus Flower Bomb's out. No Hands is out. You know, all Bad. the all the songs I deem to be bangers. Even that song he's got called The Breakup Song, which I'm sure a lot of people haven't heard yet. All those songs have come out and I'm like, are we going to get more of this? And then more of this never transpired. It just, mm. for me, it was, this is where it started to go downhill. It's 2015, well, 2016 yeah. time. Oh, 100%. This is where, yeah. Despite all these kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, like, uh, stumbling blocks and controversy and all this sort of stuff. He always had a big record. He was always relevant throughout this period of time, mm. up until the album about nothing, which didn't seem to quite hit. Despite again, like like I said, and I think Kieran agrees, it being perhaps his his best body no, of really, like, actual really album. Mean. It's um, got so many good songs on it. Yeah, exactly. But for whatever reason, it didn't do too well. And then that's when we like, at, at least in terms of the numbers, in terms of sales and things like that, we'd we'd see a a decline but yeah false profits i mean 
I, I mean, that was a big time when Cole dropped that and it was Everybody Dies and it was a, a big moment. And then the album came out maybe a week or two later. But um, did we know straight away that that second verse was about Wale? Or I thought it was about like, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't know because I'm going to hold my hands up. I, I didn't. It wasn't until like time passed and people saying, oh, that verse is about Wale. And I was like, oh, well, how? And then I had to properly like, yeah, first, there was a debate, understand. wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was about Kanye, to be honest, but I, like, I was. I knew lost. verse one was. Yeah, oh, I knew right. verse, verse one, one for sure. I, yeah, I, the verse thing one is, was I knew that right, each yeah. verse was a different person, so the second verse mm-hmm. couldn't have been Wale. Yeah, I think I I remember not being like one hundred percent sure, but I, if I had to like at the time, if I had to guess, it would have been Wale because again, I'm like I'm thinking of the complex thing, I'm thinking of the Meek situation, um, the the Twitter feuds with random fans, stuff like that. So. Cole's I'm not gonna lie places. though, when that track dropped, I remember like simultaneously around that time, while they dropped this video of him like just watching the television and like seeing all these albums coming out. And I don't know where this was, where this from, if you can really? even find it now, but it was a really weird video. Yeah, like it was like five minutes or something of him just watching this TV in a room and like all these news articles of all these albums are dropping. And I feel like Cole's verse made me feel like Wale's washed up at this point. Like he's <laughs> no, and I don't even mean it in a rude way, but that that's the way Cole pitched it. It's like you've been trying too hard to achieve something that's not real. It's like, it's over kind of thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that video is. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It might be part of a music video or something. Some, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what video you're talking about. Cause these times Wale was not in my fucking, do you know what I mean? In my, was, in my I don't sphere know why I saw of it. <laughs> like he just, he just stopped existing after a while. And I was just a bit like, well, what, what really happened to Wale? And so, so what like, did you see it as a dish then? Did you, Kieran, did you see this song as a distance? I saw or? it, you know, like, I think sometimes friends banter with each other. I'm not saying that like, this was like in a jokey way, but I feel like he was like, just coming at him. Like, you need, you need to fix up. Like, as a friend, I'm telling you this. And like, I'm sure there's people out there that are like this as well, but I'm using you as his example. Mm, and I, it's I, quite, I, it is hurtful. Yeah. I think I, if I was Wale, I'd be hurt hearing it, even though it's the truth. Yeah, I mean, I saw it more like almost like a mild intervention. But if I guess maybe if I was on the receiving end and I do have this close relationship, I'd be like, could you not have given me a call? Why did you have to release a song? To go like that would have oh, made yeah, me run to the wrong way. Yeah. But what Cole was mm-hmm. actually saying wasn't a diss, if that makes like, you know, it wasn't exactly. No, we weren't sending for him. But um, yeah, I mean, what, what did Wale responded? Didn't he with Groundhog? He did Day, Groundhog. Yeah, I, I don't even remember that though. I should have checked it before. And then they were at a basketball game, I think, the day after that, and they were cool. So <laughs> it wasn't real. Is that yeah. one of yeah? Is that one of those that this is just for the sport type things, and this will boost yeah. both of our fan? Well, I'm not. I think so our maybe. Fan. I think, I think maybe Cole wanted wanted to help Wale a bit. That's, Obviously, I don't know if that's how you it, help It wasn't somebody. an intention to hurt. But the, I think they were friends. Like, but the weird thing I've noticed is Kendrick, Kendrick, Cole, and Wale were all friends in the beginning. Well, Kendrick has not fucked with Wale. At all, yeah, I know. It's I know. He's stuck <laughs> in the slightest. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? He's he just not in the Yeah, is is Kendrick one of them low key toxic people who's toxic behind closed doors, but because he's so big, everyone knows you can't chat shit about him. <laughs> Kendrick doesn't really people coast hurt on people. Many hurt people, people though. though, don't they? Oh no, oh, don't do that. <laughs> well, honestly, I'm asking this nah, question because it was... seems like he never. Kendrick has never been loyal to anybody. The prime example being he left, you know. <laughs> he left TDE nah. and, he, and uh, nah. he's not uh, he was, it was time After to move on from, years, it was t- it's time to move on from TDE nah, I told Kendrick, you that label's dying boy but there's like, enough we, about that I feel like I don't know I think we're forgetting like Ke- I mean Kendrick has been relatively quiet for the last few years but 335 these times, days like first half of last decade he was collaborating with a lot of people a lot mm. of people but I don't know what, I don't know why there was no real sort of yeah. I mean, he mentioned Wale on the on the yeah. complex uh, on, the complex, on the control <laughs> room. control on the complex. Um, yeah, so he I must know. have some sort of yeah. And you're right about that because he is on the he must have some sort of respect for him to put him on that control verse. Because the thing is, if you look on the rappers that he named list on that control verse, he had respect for all of them and has at least collaborated with like. Potentially all of them, bar I'm one, thinking that right now. I think he's, I think he's, he's collaborated with everyone with except, everyone Wale. except Wale. Yeah, that's well, what I'm There you go. But this is what I'm asking a question. I don't, I don't really know what happened there, but maybe because Wale is hard to work What's with. What's this article? I literally just saw an article, 2015. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that was. And I'm not, I'm not editing the fuck out of that. Edit the fuck out of that. I'm definitely not. 
But I don't know what just happened with my computer. Sorry. It could have been worse. It could have been something crazy. But yeah, realistically, it <laughs> could have been something crazy. Before I get on this call, I got to check every tab. Before you man hear, hear what I'm really on. I was, what I was saying, sorry, I think I, I, I opened an article. It was like Wale calls out Kendrick and TDE responds. It was in 2015. Sounds a bit crazy. That's wild though. Don't don't go don't go for TDE because you'll actually get destroyed. Mm. If I was Kendrick, I wouldn't collab with you if you were like trying to call me out. I have just remembered there was there is one. There's at least one Kendrick and Wale collab. Is there? Kendrick oh, with a song called um was it Power Circle on one of the the uh, oh yeah compilations? Oh, one, which, oh yeah. What, what, what compilation? Sorry. Uh, was it number two? Power Circle? MMG, Selfie. It, like, it was oh, all MMG funny. and Kendrick. Oh, okay, fair it. enough. Fair Does enough. that count? I know it's not directly, think, yeah. it's not Wale, but he was, he was yeah. with them. Kendrick's right. called A1 Everything. Features. Kendrick's features, like, from, like, what, 2010? Oh, what, A1 Everything? No, that's Meek Mill, man. Oh, that's Meek Mill. Oh, no. Yeah, but Wale's on there. Wale's on there. No, he's not. It says... Because huh? you know, you know what's funny. You got <laughs> what? A1 and everything, and then confusing with Arab money. Or Wait, is that the same thing? <laughs> is that Arab same money. Well, we're gonna get. I'm getting better confused. Fucking last. Type in power circle, and it's it's like Gunplace. Is it Starley? Was that his name? Starley, uh, Wale, Meek Mill, Rick Ross, Kendrick. It was like a posse cut with all of them. Oh shit! Yeah. Kendrick was working with everyone back then. Mm. Everyone. I don't know why um, though. I think he was trying to just prove that he was the best. Like he was just coming your track and absolutely destroy you. Yeah. It's, it's like what Cole did in 2020 or whatever. Um, but the, how do we all feel about Shine though? Just to kind of wrap up this part of his career. What, what did I don't, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've ever listened to that album. It's rude that I yeah, didn't trust me, to it Even this. doing this, coming I, to this, I didn't listen to it to be honest. I, I didn't want to upset I, myself. I think I've tried I, I listening listen to that to major laser single, but... I wasn't really biting, so nah. I was just like, nah. You know what I listened to it, it was painful. Shine, it was painful you for me. You know what I'd say about Shine? It felt like uh, Wale kind of listened to Cole a little bit with what he said in that verse, because the one thing I'll say about Shine is that it sounds like he gave a little less of a fuck about what like what people thought and that he was having a bit more fun with the music and trying different things. And Although, like, to me, it's possibly his worst album, possibly. Ooh. Um, certainly not my kind of thing. Um, I got this impression that it was more, he felt a bit more free on there. There were more musical influences and it just, it, he didn't feel, it didn't feel as bogged down with the usual um, content, especially about like responding to the critics and this and that and trying to sound like other rappers in particular, uh, particular like albums like Ambition. That's, like, that's the one thing I give Shine is that it just felt a bit more free and upbeat. That's good. Yeah. But then again, he went on. I remember at the time, this was when uh, Everyday Struggle was the big thing. Joe Budden and Academics and Wale went on there and he went in on Academics. In. Because the, the sales plummeted. The, the sales plummeted. I think Academics said a few things. Joe Budden obviously doesn't hold no punches. And again, he was he got involved in this kind of quite spicy back and forth and things like that. So... Oh, but I have yeah, to back yeah. Wale for that because uh, I, I just don't like DJ academics. I'm not I'm going to say I don't it right think now. anybody that does. Man. That guy is a bona fide waste man. Wow. Honestly. Big just, words just, the big D. Yeah. Yes. Well, it feels like, like um, Yeah, I mean, he's not, he's a he's a, a very sort of toxic figure in the culture, right? I feel oh, like at that time he was a bit more <laughs> innocent. He didn't really realise what he was doing, I guess. Yeah. And now he just kind of owns it. He just, yeah, I've got, I haven't really got any time for him. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Okay. So, I think at this point, then there was definitely a decline on many fronts with Wale's career. But you know, we come to sort of, I guess, the last four years or so. Um, do we think he's on an up now? I mean, we've had what? What albums have we had? Um, there was that Wow, that's crazy album. Following two, there's been some EPs in between. Do we think that? I guess let's just talk in terms of the quality of the music that he's been more in an upward trajectory or it sounds better even though wow that's crazy was a bit inconsistent for me there was some really really good stuff on there but then there was some real there was stuff on there that I was like I don't know what angle you're going in there was like different he's getting different influences from different areas and it just kind of was like put into a pot and mumbled into one to be honest with you so I kind of never really I don't know I liked I got good vibes from that album but then Flower and 2 is, a lot, uh, is better 
and it's quite, I, I enjoyed an it. Yeah, album. it is. It's it is good. Shocking. Yeah. I remember so seeing him on the Breakfast Club t- telling people to go listen to that album. And even after watching the whole hour-long interview, I didn't go listen to it. And that's, that's saying what? something. Oh, wow. That oh. time I spent watching that interview, I could have listened to the whole album, couldn't I? And I just, I don't know what was wrong with me, but I was just like, yeah, so, fuck, so, fuck this. Let's get to this. Why are you done with Wale? Because you said something I don't happened know what in did 2016. It. I don't know what did it, you know. I really don't know what did it. Because this was, this episode was your idea. Let's clarify. It was my idea because I, I wanted an answer to the question from someone else. Like, what happened to Wale? Like, why did I stop listening to him? I think it's because he just was not in like, he wasn't in the popular circle. Like he wasn't at the cool kids That's table. That's it, isn't it? He's, he's not in the cool kids table anymore. Yeah, he was. He fell off. He got kicked out of the cool kids Oof. table, and, and with that, he just slowly exited my rotation. I think. And by slowly, it was very abrupt. But I still love some of his music, but just his older I really music. Do, yeah. And I'm shocked Oof. at how consistent he is. We talk. We talk about some of the rappers we like to listen to. Oh, I wish Freddie would drop. Wish Benny would drop. Oh my God, mate! I went through Wale's discography. He has not missed a single year. <laughs> He's always <laughs> active. He is so active, and it's like I have not heard any of these. But I, I mean, I feel like. So, oh, well, that's crazy. I think that, that album was, if, if Shine's not his, if, if Shine isn't his weakest, then that one probably is. I think I preferred the sound of Oh Well, but um, I didn't really take much from it. I know On Chill's on there. Again, another huge single. That's really kind good of, song, yeah. You know, made him, made him relevant again, at least sort of in a chart sense and whatnot. But um, following two, though, is again, like you can make a, a decent claim to say that that might be his best album to date. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the mixtape about nothing and, and the mixtapes, I'm talking about like the actual. I, I've been considering releases that, for but, sure. Like, what's that song, hmm. Name Ring Bells? That's, that's oh, that song is fire. Like, that song he, is he, fire. He does like yeah. some little Rick Ross Jeez, intonation yeah. or something. It's, it's, it's sick. Oh, he did so well. And some of the EPs that came out in uh, 2018. They, they 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 had some good stuff on there too. I think he did a also did a remix of one of Scissors songs um, back in 2017. He was quietly releasing some good music, I guess. This is one thing I wanted to say actually. Props to Wale in his whole career for like making these R and B collabs that work so yeah. well. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> He's consistent like, with that. He it might be his biggest away. achievement. Yeah, he has. Well, I think yeah, away. in terms of his his place in the in the culture and that. I mean, that is his lane, right? Those R and B collab. Uh, he never misses positive it. relationship tunes you know summer smashes he doesn't yeah he doesn't really miss mm. when it comes to that that's you know I mean Lotus Flower Bomb's an eternal classic and yeah should he be happy still... with that though because I don't think a, a lot of rappers have a song like Lotus Flower Bomb which is like big like that and actually lands like effectively mm. do you know what I mean even Drake doesn't have an R&B song that's as big as that because Drake doesn't really make pure R&B songs like that that feel as genuine if that makes sense they always feel a bit kind of like oh i'm in my soft bag now i'm being a soft boy whereas lotus flower bomb yeah. you know what it's i mean genuine. it feels it's like it's it's good it's good on every level he's rapping hard miguel's singing his ass off yeah we need to put that in the next r&b collabs on that because lotus flower bomb is a fire chair yeah, yeah but i agree i agree he, he's one of the few rappers that has an eternal r&b banger in the yeah, music yeah. well mm. one thing i'd say that song to me is always it's kind of like a throwback to the that, that 2000s era with, where you have like the likes of jar all and ashanti and you know i mean th- those kind of records that that were big at the time it's like it's not it doesn't sound like those but it's just got that feeling in my opinion it's like the 2010s version in of that sense i guess the difference with drake was that again like drake kind of especially in those early days really you know with the production of 40 had his own sound had his own lane in a way so that's why I guess it doesn't have that same feel to what Wale have been doing. In answer to your question, Sam, no, I don't think he'd be happy with that. I think if we just said his only, his place and his only impact on the culture was making R&B collab tunes, that, you know, he would not be happy. And I think that would be a disservice too. I think he's offered more than that to the culture. Mm-hmm. I think um, clearly some of his music has gone under the radar. I think as a, as a rapper, especially um, if we're breaking it down and get a bit, getting a bit more nerdy, his flow, I think things like that uh, he, he puts him right up there with the others. His um, rhyme scheme as well. I, I, swear, I, I clocked today. I've never heard a rapper that changes the rhyme as much as he does, like mid mid bars and stuff like mm. that. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. He's a technical rapper, man. But um, and the other thing I'd say, and just to kind of go back to a couple of things we said about you know being groundbreaking with the likes of the mixtape about nothing. And I remember now what I read about ambition. Apparently they were doing things like releasing um, 
behind the scenes footage of the, like the making of the album and stuff like that which oh, that's nowadays sick. you see all the time with music videos and this and that whereas again i'm thinking back to 2011 who was really doing that during that period i'm not i'm not too sure um what i would say though and this is where i don't want it to become come across disrespectful or anything like that is just i think when it comes down to it when it's come, come to to putting together bodies of work Wale's just never really been on the level of his peers, mm. really and truthfully. And when I say peers, I'm talking about that kind of that that the the sort of more mainstream group of, of hold, artists hold that came hold out on. around that period. You know, he's technically I, I think, the same school oh, as, as Tyler as well. You know, like I didn't realize yeah. that until I, I read some tweets about what Tyler said about him. Him and Tyler are around at the same time. You know, what I mean, it's in like why mm. is Tyler so big and Wale's not? That's the thing. Like, if we, yeah, I know we shouldn't really compare, but if you think about what, um, if you think about like what a Tyler was doing, um, sort of 2009 to 2013 times. Okay, the music wasn't perfect. Obviously, it was incredibly controversial and perhaps hasn't aged well, at least content-wise in certain areas. But what Tyler clearly had a, again, a sound and he had his own niche and what he was doing with Of Future, it was very. It, it was different and it was it was impactful and then you think about like like I say the likes of Drake and Forty what they were doing was so far gone in the first couple of albums especially Take Care even oh, like John, I, feel, I feel like I feel like we're being a bit too harsh to Wale like I know that his peers are really consistent at putting together projects but it's not like Wale's failed to ever do that because like a mixtape about nothing I feel like the way since he's then. come on that since then is that what we're saying I'm just, this is what I'm saying though is like these artists that we're that I'm mentioning at least have <laughs> let's, let's, look, let's just cut to the chase oh, has Wale ever put out a project as good as the mixtape about nothing since the no, mixtape arguably no. no arguably no but I, 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 don't, I don't have the, the, the kind of minerals to, to make that kind of decision because I'm already viewing it from a tainted view where I told mm. you that I feel like from 2015 He's never tried or never been. I think our album about nothing comes close, but it makes sense why it comes close because he's just repeating that idea, yeah, that's and a, yeah, concept. Yeah. And then, and then again, if you think about it, again, I know it's not a good thing to do, but you compare, and we, we're trying to answer the question: what happened, right? And if you compare it again to his peers, Wale at this point is on album number four. Kendrick is making to Pimper Butterfly on album number two. Yeah, I mean that's just ridiculous. But he's he's a different. He's just a different kettle of fish. (laughs) And you are right because um, you could even look at like Cole's uh, Cole when even after Born, uh, yeah, after Born Sinner, he then comes up with twenty four, fourteen Forest Hill Drives. And I know you don't like it, Sam, but that's for that. No, I do, I do, I do. I just 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 that one song that we were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But but you compare you you compare that. Trajectory and a discord. Even Mac Miller, like, like it's true. Oh, Mac Miller went. Oh, yeah, exactly. If you look at his, his, yeah, exactly. What Sean's saying is, it? by album three and four, most rappers have have hit that stride and they're still riding yeah. that stride now. If not, you know, they're still on an upward trajectory. Whereas Wale, he's on what seven albums. He never yeah. hit a stride. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know he what? Inter- interesting question. Like again, I don't like to compare, but you know how like we've spoken about Crit. Would you say no, Crit is that no, a better? No, the digital you- roses die, bro. No, what? I know. Wait, Sam, wait, wait, wait. Pause yourself for a second. Peter, what are you saying? I said, would you say that um, you know how crit we've like expected more, but he had that he had that height of where it was almost his sort of classic with um, forever is a mighty long time. Are we saying Wale had that as well, but within albums though, not obviously about the mixtape about nothing? Did he have that height? Because I know I, I don't th- think crit has matched his potential, but that's think- another story. Yeah, I think ma- look, mainstream wise, it's clear that um, perhaps Def Jam was the wrong move. Something went on behind the scenes, and that first album from Crit didn't quite connect. Because if you think about like while they had the mixtape about nothing, Crit had like three or four hard yeah. mixtapes, like, but not just mixtapes, albums. Artist. They yeah. were albums, yeah. like. Yeah. Um, and Crit, and you can, I mean, as Crit fans, I think we can all argue that Crit actually got better with his albums up until, mm. um you know, sort of post forever is a mighty long time. Each one, you know, from uh, mm. Life from the Underground to Catalactica to Forever is a mighty long time gets better. Yes, yeah, true. Um, so no, I think, I feel so harsh saying it, but and it's because it, the reason why I feel harsh is because I'm not putting it on Wale solely. I think that he's been, I think there's been 
poor decisions made in terms of labels and that surely doesn't just come down to him. I think he's been mistreated within labels or particularly the first label he was with. Um, I think he's been unlucky with when releases have cropped up, like we've said, being sort of in between some quite sort of uh, profound albums and that. Um, but I think what it just comes down to is if we're talking about this kind of class of like, I mean, we talk about this generation of sort of between 2009 and 2014, perhaps he's just never really been on the level as a lot of these guys. As harsh as that sounds. I mean, I don't know if it's, if it's about being on the level and if it's about just getting it out. You know what I mean? Is it getting it out of yourself? Maybe he's maybe he's got other things we don't know about. Maybe he's got a drug problem or an alcohol problem, and that's what kind of keeps him from getting his best out of it. Maybe he's living a lot. But like, what, what if his next alcohol. album is an absolute smasher? You know what I mean? Like, ha- well, this is the thing. I, I, I look, hope what, so. one one thing is that, I mean, what I picked up from his music is he does talk about alcohol and um, and his relationship with that. Um, I know there was a health scare. Maybe was it last year or the year before? And I think that was a was more of a maybe a mental health thing rather than a physical. Um, he's clearly, a, and I don't mean this in a in a detri- uh, derogatory way because I I consider myself to be as well. He's clearly a sensitive guy. He's clearly an emotional guy, like a lot of artists are, and he wears his heart on his sleeve, and I respect that about him. Yeah. Um, but perhaps that's perhaps that's got in the way here. If he cared a little less about some of the perception about him, and uh, I guess focused a bit more on like what the, the, what he know, wants to be of art really. that he wants to do and what makes him happy maybe we would have got um stronger projects up until but, this point but let's, let's be honest Florin 2 does feel like Wale like I, mm-hmm. I genuinely feel like yeah. that that's the first album I ever listened to Wale is that actually is like oh this is this is what it all led up to in, yeah. in a way. Do you know what I mean yeah it feels like I think he's I, I feel like he's on an up now mm-hmm. i think if his low was sort of 2017 with shine the the, the way his career has gone since then he's definitely on a climb i think and and you know he's how old is he now he must be late 30s you know he's nah, not late 30s i think i think he's early 30s i think he's like 33 what oh, really no yeah, nah. I mean, he's still that young no i, I, I can't, can't be right. i can't believe there. that while he's well, let old. me check let me check oh me shit check. he's 38 what the fuck well, he's, he's, what, he's, he's been old for ages you deleted some yeah. years man yeah, yeah, yeah. i thought he was the same age as like meek mill and that like which is like 34 35 is that how young meek mill is wow yeah, me came out early, like young. Well, yeah. this is what I thought. I thought they were about you know, the same age. That is crazy. It's mad because when crazy. he was with Nicki, that means you know Nicki Minaj is Nicki Minaj is older than what I thought she was, man. She's Nicki Minaj 40. is forty. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, Nicki Minaj is so old. I think she turns forty this year. You know, uh, she so looks again, good though. What I mean is, yeah, um, is what you know. Wale is he's done a lot of living and uh, had a lot of experiences both sort of like within the industry and out, I imagine. Um, we could be coming into a period where he does start to make more, I guess, uh, focused... Authentic. I'm, I'm authentic projects, yeah, where he really does care a lot less about about the, you know, the, the public perception, the critics' perception. And just, just on a kind of fun thing, I mean, like we, we do this every now and then about like what we'd like to hear next and this and that. I'm always, you know, I'm always a fan of, a, of of an artist working with one producer because it tend you tend to get a more you, concise you body say of work. Alchemist. Nope, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> okay, J Cole. Um, I think I think uh, a Wale album with K Trinada producing it would sound oh wicked. Oh, that's interesting. Because I feel like K Trinada could tap into that kind of go go sound and make the the, the dancey type music. Dancey and Wale's things, yeah, clearly definitely. got the flow and the the charisma for it. I'd love that little I, ten tracks. I would have said Anderson Pack, you know. Mm. Anderson, mm, that, that, Anderson yeah. Pack, yeah. No, that would be fire. That would be no, that that would be yeah, that would be amazing. Anderson Pack handles every single that hook, would has a couple be of amazing. While he's rapping the whole time, like I think that could that work. would be amazing. That actually sounds good because to be that, fair, oh, I don't think. I don't think Wale should sing some of the choruses he's Definitely sung in his career. <laughs> but I don't. I, I, I don't. I, props for him for trying. Because like Cole does it too. Cole Cole misses when he does it. Freddie so, does it too, and Freddie does it bad on purpose, which is they, like, a lot of rappers game. miss. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just yeah. No, I'm, I'm I'm with you, Kieran. I I, I didn't want to say sometimes it, but yeah, the, it's hard. Oh, <laughs> this isn't a Wale hating episode. No, no, I promise. Yeah, let's not go there. Let's not. <laughs> I think we should go there. But yeah, I think in answer to the question, what happened? I think 
a lot of things happened. <laughs> I think a lot of things contributed to where Wale's gotten to um, with his career. But as we've said, I think he's on and up. I think he's capable of making a great body of work. And he's clearly had a, had, you know, had a big impact on the culture and is is has to be in the conversation when you talk about the artists that came out around that period of time. Mm. So maybe um, in commitment to Wale we should review his next album. <laughs> Even though we're cutting down yeah. the reviews, yeah. we should review let's, his let's, next let's album. Let's give him some respect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. I'm all, I'm, I'm. interested in what Wale's doing. You know, it's, it's never a name that I'm like avoiding. Do you know what I mean? I think he's part of that class, man, of, of those artists that came out around that time. Regardless it's a special of, um, type of rapper, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think greatness is, is possible. So fingers crossed. Hey, this is Sean, and thanks for listening to another episode of The Grey Area. Are you an upcoming artist, critic, journalist, or content creator? Hit us up on our Discord or in our YouTube comments if you want to share new music, take part in an interview, or are interested in collaborating. Links to these can be found in the show notes. Take care.